0: The digi Is that Ben Renning? Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know it was coming? Our
1: Digi-Destiny! Starts today! Let me hear you say... Digimon! Woo! Even I
0: felt nerdy after that. Welcome to Podmon Adventure, the podcast where any door can be opened with the right key. Mmm. So true. It is. Hello, Nolan. Hello. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm just here, as always. Ah, that is, that is what you are. Uh, today we're watching episode 28 of Digimon Adventure, return to Heightened View Terrace. The kids have crossed through the gate. They are back at summer camp with their Digimon friends, and they've got to find the eighth child before Myotismon does. Um, but I would suspect that is not going to happen immediately in this episode. That would be uh, a bit of a rushed arc to... Reach that conclusion so swiftly, uh, and then have like twelve Indeed. episodes of the arc to—I don't know—fight my Otis Wong's goons, having already solved the main conflict of the season yeah. or of the of the arc. So, what's your
1: expectations for for this episode? I think we're going to see the um, Antagamon uh, wreaking havoc in the real world. where And we're going to see more news stories of people being like, what's going on? There's been uh, uh, disasters, yeah. uh, natural di- uh, disasters. Um, sorry, the guy who typically does the news had a steel beam fall on his head. And I'm an intern. Um, uh, it, um, it's bad. It's bad outside. Ble- don't don't go don't do it. Um, I, am am I fired? <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's what I think will happen. Yeah, that's probably exactly what's going <laughs> to happen in this episode. When I'm gonna see the kids. We're just gonna just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be the antagonist. <laughs> no, okay, so kid wise, lot. yeah, they're gonna be trekking it. They're gonna be hoofing it. I mm-hmm. think on foot, and because they're taking the shoelace express, they won't be able. To get to the uh before they can deal some some damage, oh, and that'll be an issue. That'll cause them a little bit of turmoil. Um, of course, this will cause them to turn on one another. Um, uh, they'll drop a rock on Iggy's uh, Izzy's head, uh, much like Piggy. Sorry, I, I <laughs> split the difference between their names, <laughs> like Piggy from Lord of the Flies, which apparently is bullshit, by the way. Like, huh? it's, um, Lord of the Flies, like the uh, 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 a comparable. Fucking instance to what happens in lord of the flies happened in the real ass world yeah and the kids like solidified and showed solidarity and fucking all survived and uh fucking maintained their friendships for the rest of their life i mean okay so as an m-word
0: i don't believe in human nature
1: like no i don't I either i think like we're animals that have specific conditions that we thrive in right and we're in- inherently capable of cooperation right so like your
0: environment and the material conditions giving myself away there that you <laughs> re- that you grow up in determine your quote unquote nature yeah but there And the majority of our existence as a species, uh, like 99% of it, happened before there was a society or a civilization, we should say, that shapes that. And that we were a part of nature and therefore do, at our core, have a nature that we can't necessarily tap into because we're so... Divorced from it. But with that said, to whatever degree there is an innate human nature that we can possibly get back to or not, it has to be cooperative and and collaborative. Like there have been too many fucking bottlenecks in like in our history for us to have survived and th- thrived and able to get to this point. If competition was inherent to our species, like.
1: Right. Also, like, our, well, I mean, this is true of pretty much any species, but uh, our infants are defenseless. Right. So, like, everybody is the result of some kind of altruistic um, sacrifice. Everyone who survives. it's just, it has to happen. When you're a baby, you can't do shit. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, a fawn gets born, and it can run.
0: I've never read Lord of the Flies. I've watched it, but it's been a long time. Um, but, so I'm only going on, like, sense memory. I can of, summarize
1: it in a sentence if you... Oh, yeah, know. I mean, uh,
0: kids get stranded on an on an island. They uh, become tribal and all fucking kill each other.
1: Not all of them, but yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, they... Uh, one of them gets stabbed to death on the beach because they invent this monster that becomes like the scapegoat for their right. little society. And Piggy gets a rock dropped on his head because he's complaining, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, it's just... Which, that scene in the movie is fucked up. <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
0: But it, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that... A parallel of that in the real world results in the exact opposite of that situation yeah. because it's just whether in like intentionally or even consciously or not, it's just propaganda for that um, that like yeah l- Hobbesian notion of like rule of nature versus rule of law and all of that yeah. and human beings are just out to kill each other if if there isn't a system of laws to to keep them in check and and all of that and yeah it's absolute absolute bullshit and y- even children will resort to their base nature and just and kill each other and create hierarchies if there isn't a state to, yeah.
1: uh, it just yeah it falls flat on its face. Like even just thinking about it logically, like what would a child who is like purely just reacting like uh, uh, through intuition and and reflex want to do with a group of other children? Right. If they were isolated, yeah, they would pretty much immediately occur to them that like their best chance of survival is to keep everybody alive. Right. Yeah. Like. What, I don't, yeah. Anyway. Uh. Uh, speaking of
0: um, well-written, but thematically flawed um, and, like, liberal-lensed pieces of media,
1: have you guys watched uh, The Last of Us yet? <laughs> um, no. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's... So, okay. What do you mean thematically flawed? I mean, it...
0: (coughs) It kind of has that same worldview.
1: Right? Like... Oh. uh, I don't think... I think it's that... I actually think it's kind of the opposite. I think it's that, like, humanity is... Like, the... uh, the infected i don't think represent like a uh, a natural disaster or something external from humanity that humanity is then forced to resort to its like natural form to to be in conflict with i think that that um like the infected just represent the like uncaring masses and that like the the last of us is literally the last of like the human urge to like um uh you know, create bonds, right? Uh, well, I yeah,
0: and so
1: I don't necessarily mean the infect. I mean this like the idea amongst, that yeah, amongst the survivors that they that there's so much war between them. Yeah, I think that yeah. Again, I I don't uh, or not again, but I don't think that it's necessarily that they think that or the the material thinks that it may be that they're trying to make this this point about like humanity being just a animalistic, uh, you know uh like our consciousness and our society and and uh feelings of like altruism and and good n- naturedness are just like only existing when things are good. I think it's right. that they are uh uh saying that because we've progressed to this point, like it's almost like an an industrialization mm-hmm. uh critique. Um because all of the uh conflicts Happen over uh like trades like ellie and i'm replaying the first one yeah Um, ellie and joel meet because of a failed arms deal yeah you know like it's it's a material uh scenario like they have to um him and tess are trying to get their guns back from the fucking fireflies because that that prick robert uh sold them out (coughs) so I, i guess what i'm saying is i don't think it has the same kind of um uh, what's the word? I don't know, I think it has the same kind of uh, misanthropy that uh, uh, Lord of the Flies has where it thinks that humanity is immediately going to result or revert to some kind of animalistic tendencies once Law and Order breaks down. Because Law and Order is one of the antagonisms of the post-infected world. Yeah. Like the Fedra and uh, pretty much anybody that tries to uh, create a system of hierarchy, that is where... The issues come in J- uh, Jackson eventually. Right, that, that is uh, like the uh, community for from the uh, second game, the one that uh, Tommy is is trying to start in um, in Colorado in in the first game, and then eventually becomes the uh, Jackson settlement. Is based around like communal living. Yeah, and they're the only people that thrive in the yeah. entire series, that because they've decided deliberately to. Uh, uh, sacrifice for one another and make a choice to not try to engage with anything that would uh, garner them more power or resource than they absolutely need.
0: I, I guess the um, and I see your point. I guess the antithesis to that would be that Jackson is the outlier. Yeah. In the in the yeah. world, like they are they are correct that. Stripped of society and returning to a, a base state, the people that thrive are gon- going to be the ones that engage in p- communal living. I guess what I take a little bit of umbrage with is the fact that you only see that in one yeah. in one place. Yeah,
1: and yeah, and so often it's it's that people are like the rattlers and are like slavers or like the the cannibal cult in in colorado that that uh or wherever that is which i would first game i would
0: posit that in a similar scenario like you know say uh we continue to do nothing about climate change and our civilization collapses and over a few generations things start to rebuild, the outliers would be the ravagers and the scavengers and all of that because they would implode based on their own contradictions. Yeah. And it would be those that could cooperate that would thrive. Yeah. Um, And obviously you know the base story uh, so I won't, like, but the show's worth, worth watching, but I won't get into any spoilers. Um, I guess the only thing for me is it's weird, because, like, there's a lot of things that the show does that, uh, is taken directly from the game. Like, even some, like, lines and scenes are directly from the game, and there's some things where they change shit up, and it's, I guess the thing that gets me sometimes is I'm, like... Because I'm not sure from moment to moment which direction it's going to go, I can find it hard at times to invest emotionally in it because part of me is like, I know where this is going and I know where this is going to end up. Uh, Or I, and I'm like, I end up being right. Or they do pull a twist, and it's like, oh, that's different from how they did it in the game, but that like, analytical lens of like, trying to decipher which path they're going on, kind of, for me personally, can inhibit the uh, emotional stakes a little bit.
1: I get that. I'm uh, most curious if they're going to do anything with the ending. Because that was the biggest point of controversy in yeah. the community, and you know, in the the sequel. So who knows? I um, I have come around on that, and I do think that from Joel's position, um, he did the right thing. I don't know if it was like the, I kind of, I just, I came to a point where I just like, I get, I get why everybody did what they were doing in that scenario, right? And so like. It it also, f- but it further illustrates how, like, just the act of violence is inherently, like, reproductive mm-hmm. and, um you know, cyclical. And the only way to break the chain is to is forego your own personal satisfaction for the sake of peace. Yeah. Which is awful. Like, it's just, like, a terrible truth about reality. Like because you know it Tommy and Ellie have to live with if they're going to like actually get over it right have to live with the fact that Abby's out there right i all
0: i kind of always sided with with Joel
1: in the end of the first game um I always sided with it emotionally like I always understood it from his perspective, but I didn't get it intellectually until a while later mm-hmm. like but because I was just like, why is he prioritizing Ellie's life over uh what could be a cure but then I realized that he's basically uh, uh he always knew it as a chance yeah like it's that never it's never definitive and even the fireflies are thinking of it as a uh, potential right. maybe we'll figure this shit out that's that's the thing like if it
0: had been more believable to me that it could have worked yeah then it would be more like be more conflict yeah for me but with the way and you know it's uh it's a fantasy world where cordyceps can infect people so Sure, they can, they can vaccinate a, f-
1: a fungus, whatever. Right, yeah, that doesn't really, that doesn't parse. It that doesn't,
0: like that doesn't parse. And then even if you uh, assume that, um, the ability to mass produce and distribute the vaccine is nebulous to me, and the mm. fact that, well, who are you going to? going to give it to. Like this should have happened twenty years ago.
1: N- yeah. Now you can, you can only give it to the survivors. Right. Like, you can't uninfect yeah. like a big ass like lurker dude. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. It's not gonna it's not gonna work like that. And you probably wouldn't want to come back from that if you are surviving at all inside right. of the 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 fungal infection.
0: Yeah, it 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 does nothing to address the systemic issues that have popped up from the breakdown yeah. of of society. Yeah,
1: that's kind of... It was always symbolic. And I think that's what the main flaw of the Fireflies is in a lot of ways and why they dissolve at, yeah. the, at the end of the first one and why it's not... The, why they sort of, like, fracture and become the other factions. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, it was always... Like, they're, they're... They believe in a hope for a cure. Right. That is, and that is not a materially strong position, right? Because it's taking it's it's like saying, without without uh, creating any new conditions, we're going to change the world, right? And that's not how it works. You just can't do that. You can't uh, wi- you can't will uh, a new world order into into being. It has to right. it has to be where the fucking pavement meets the asphalt, <laughs> where, the, where the tires meet the asphalt.
0: Uh, but in general, the show has been uh, has been really good. I think one of the strengths of adapting The Last of Us is obviously The Last of Us has some really well written and staged and acted cutscenes, mm-hmm. but the gameplay is very on the rails. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um there's like not a lot of space to explore or get off the path. Like there is mm. in like Red Dead or Breath of the Wild or like yeah. narratively driven open world games like like that. Yeah. And so,
1: I kind of wonder what happened with the second one with that because the first day in Seattle as Ellie, it's kind of open world. Yeah. And it's like, why did why did you do this? You know, I'll, I'll I guess to,
0: I guess to give a um, like a moment of space and freedom before you're sucked back into the, like, the claustrophobia of, of living in that, in that world. Or if you divert the wrong way in any direction, you're going to get fucking killed. Mm -hmm. But you start off in Jackson's, you start off in that one little, like, space where there is, like, freedom of mobility and...
1: I wish they would do, if they do any sequels, I... I think that like the Ellie story is basically done. I think that we can move on from that and I would like for the new whoever the new protagonists are, which I would like to be uh Lev and Abby, but um uh wh- whoever it is if yeah. they decide to make another one. Um I would like there to be like a f- a uh, settlement aspect to it like they did in Fallout 4, mm-hmm. but good. <laughs> and um have that be like the main like uh Uh, f- sort of like thrust of the game is like trying to, just like fuck all this, trying to undo the infected. They're here. Right. We have to deal with that shit. Right. How do we make the best of this? Yeah. Like how do we, make sure that as many people as possible can live, under that.
0: I think there's more to Ellie's story, but I don't think there's a whole like game or yeah p- i don't like think I like I like don't there's, there's, there's any combat left for her no i, think I she feel like needs there's an epilogue yeah. for her to like reach some kind of closure she needs with needs is basically yeah. what she needs to that, do. that's basically yeah. it yeah, yeah. um because it's definitely like it doesn't end for ellie on a like on a very positive like no
1: position no no, no not at all but um <coughs> yeah her it's like her 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 battle is over but yeah. her her story may not be right. So, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into
0: <laughs> let's get into Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> this episode <laughs> of Digimon. Um What's up, Goose? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, just uh, you can hear the tires screeching from where you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, I'm out of that U-turn.
0: Um, yeah. Um. Uh, so I guess let's just, uh, let's go into this, into this thing,
1: yeah.
0: um, and we'll be back in just a minute with episode 20, uh, 29, yep. Return to Heightened View Terrace.
1: Hey. Hey. Well, hey. Um, Welcome back, Nolan. Yeah. Buckle the fuck up. This yeah. This wasn't our already going to be our longest episode. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Some thoughts, queries, uh questions so let's let's start at the beginning yes
0: and the kids are back exactly where and when they started it's the same day same day same time um mimi can't wrap her head around it but she can't wrap her head around anything anything, yeah Yeah,
1: so she's just along for the ride she's a good sport um ty is then tackled by a grown-ass man yeah. As uh, they all try to head off to, what is it, Hi- High Point Terrace? Heightened View Terrace. Heightened View Terrace, yeah. which is a terrible name for an apartment complex. <laughs> but love it. Um, so, yeah, uh, turns out this, this grown-ass dude who just kneed tie in the face in a full sprint is their teacher, Mr. Yeah. Fujiyama. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fujiyama's been looking for them. Apparently, um, the snow that happened at the very beginning of the series... Mm-hmm. Also caused their camp to be canceled.
0: Oh, makes makes sense. I yeah. I, a summer camp probably isn't equipped to to handle uh, inclement winter yeah. weather. Usually, those kind of like cottages aren't very well no. insulated and stuff. Not at all.
1: I was a camp counselor for a while. No, no. Uh, as far as I know, no Digimon shit happened. But I wasn't paying that much attention.
0: Did you have um, seven kids disappear for like ten minutes and then show back up
1: with uh, stuffed animal? Stuffed animals? No. Um, at the most, you had two kids disappear in the middle of the night to discover things about their bodies. Right. And uh, Show
0: back up nine months later with a stuffed baby. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the they decide that the best way to uh, disguise the Digimon is to have them pretend to be inanimate stuffed uh, toys. Yes. As, uh, as Zach said. And now, unfortunately, none of them stop talking or moving or reacting to anything. Right. So it's basically just lip service that they're they're saying uh, that they all have stuffed animals. Uh, Mr. Fujiyama's very is um, very uh, insistent upon them throwing the toys away because yeah. they're dirty. Yeah. Um, which is a strange way to feel about uh, what are visibly unmarred. <laughs> yeah. Um, things that actually look like if they were toys, they're really well made and fucking adorable. Yeah. So. Uh, and Ty says he's going
0: to give the the toys to his his sister and mm-hmm. Mr. Fujiyama notes that oh yeah your your sister was was sick and was able to come to camp. Yeah. And Ty almost gives himself away and says that, oh she's feeling much better because I went home and made her an omelet. Yeah. And he's like when the fuck did you do that? You were just here ten minutes ago And Koroman, you know, very visibly in Ty's hand starts with su- his mouth and speaks yeah but <laughs> somehow their teacher just still doesn't notice that the uh, stuffed animals yeah. are conscious talking beings
1: he's he's got some stuff going on mr fujiyama <laughs> yeah. it seems like um, so, now we've run into the issue where, uh, Ty and the rest of the gang foregoing seeing their families again for the first time in <laughs> what to them has been months. Right. Decide that they want to all continue on with their mission and make sure that they can, uh, catch up with the antagonon. Yeah. Um, in doing so, they want to stop it. Uh, uh, what is it? Crest point? Uh, too, sure. Too high? Yeah.
0: Um, um uh, but. We, we get a brief scene with, uh. The bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> with, with. Before that, with Myotismon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, who can't go out in the sunlight because he is a digital vampire.
1: Yeah. Again, everything makes perfect sense. Fuck you if you don't understand it. <laughs> uh, Myotismon is <laughs> hes a digital vampire. Um, uh, back to our Protagamon. <laughs> um,
0: so the Digimon are amazed that there are other human children... Which I get with everybody else. Mm. But Coromon should know better.
1: Yeah. Because
0: he was just here, yeah. And literally like tried to talk to a human kid and scared her off. So Coromon should know that there are other human children in the world. And you'd think that he would have like told the rest of them like, you know, late at late at night, like, Oh no, there's more than just, just the seven kids. There are a bunch of humans in the in the real world but you know
1: it, it feels like they have a standing pact with one another that uh you don't say shit unless you're asked about it. <laughs> <laughs> you keep that fucking mouth shut, all right. Um um so Ty asks
0: for them to be dropped off at Heighten View terrace terrace and um the bus driver's like, Well yeah, I passed by pass by there. That won't be a problem at all. But Mr. Fujiyama...
1: um is not having it. Yeah, he's like, hey, these are children who yeah. have, like, parents they're beholden to and will probably, like, try to fucking kill me if their children are missing. And the bus driver's like, I don't give a shit about any of that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what do you mean? And we're stopping there anyway. Who cares? It's the 90s. <laughs> Except not really.
0: Um, uh, Matt and TK pull some, sto- some sob story uh, about it being the last place where they lived as a family before their parents split up and... Uh, Joe volunteers to keep them safe mm. because, you know, we can't just leave these 11-year-olds yeah. off on their own. Oh, the
1: 12-year-old <laughs> is willing to, to take responsibility <laughs> for them. Okay, that's no problem then. Well, if a, if a little bitch-ass like you, Joe, is willing to take the fall for it, <laughs> that sounds good to me. Um,
0: we had a little brief scene of Gatoman continuing her search when she's attacked by a dog and puts him in his place. Um, puts him down. And we get a a brief little glimpse into the true nature of Gatomon's relationship with Mon mm-hmm. where she is uh, is prostrate before him because she has failed and is fearing retribution.
1: Yeah, which is weird, because I thought that was the whole point of having Demi-Devimon around, is Right to kick his, his little bitch ass yeah. into the corner. But um no, apparently everybody's beholden to uh Myotis Mon, who has done jack and shit so far and um has basically just been sort of reaping the benefits of all of his underlings labor. He he showed up like a boss to
0: be fair in oh, one episode, yeah. In one episode. Okay. And he's just been coasting on that cool factor ever since then. And the kids arrive at Heighten View Terrace And uh, reminisce about the fact that they all um, used to live in the neighborhood at the same time at one point. And uh, and then a giant mammoth monster, mammoth mon, not going too deep with this one, uh, rampages through the city. And the digidestin just continue walking down memory lane, apparently (laughs) oblivious to the fact that there's a giant, a giant fucking monster just destroying the
1: town. Who no one is reacting to in a sane way. Right. At first, a mammoth, the, the mammoth bond uh, fucking knocks this guy off of his his motorcycle. And the guy tries to fight it and throws his like helmet at it, and is basically just acting like he was inconvenienced. Yeah. It's Basically, like a hey, I'm walking here kind of <laughs> yeah. scene. Um. And, and then this couple <laughs> is
0: is like. This lady's like, oh look, honey, it's an adorable elephant monster destroying the city. They must be shooting a movie or something.
1: Oh, there goes our car. Are we insured? (laughs) Well, honey, I don't know if we (laughs) cover. (laughs) We're covered by Digimon attacks. (laughs) Um,
0: and Joe, being the oldest, so I guess having the most uh developed memory of the of the time reminds the rest of the kids that there was a uh, a terrorist bombing
1: yeah at uh, uh, view
0: Terrace and that's why all of their families had to my leave
1: yeah my exact note I- here is uh there's a b- terrorist bombing in this kid show <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so wild because it okay is this is crazy. 19 this is
0: 1999
1: yeah when this
0: when this comes out i think the show start so starts in in the show's world on August first. And I believe this episode in Japan aired on on August first, nineteen ninety nine, which is a nice little like um uh, bit of like serendipity that they managed to, to line that up like that. Um but it's so weird in like a pre nine eleven world. Like you would that any like mention of that would have been scrubbed In the dub, a couple of years later.
1: Be like, well, I mean, it's just. uh, I feel like they would have tried to find a way to code the Digimon who were fighting as Middle Eastern. (laughs) (laughs) It is the main (laughs) main change that they would make. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, They'd find some racial epithet to (laughs) refer to them as, as opposed to just saying terrorists.
0: Arabs moved into the <laughs> neighborhood <laughs> yeah,
1: i I remember why we all moved. Um, <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, I remember why your parents moved <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and and so they finally notice Mammothmon and um, and Bergerman fights Mammothmon. it it doesn't do much damage. and uh, TK remembers that there were two monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting.
1: One that breathed fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. W- one of them breathed fire and one of them flew. Um and while Bergermon is getting her ass kicked, the, the kids are trying to remember exactly what happened all them years ago. Um but did Digivolves and Best Bird is here. Gotta love me some garudamon, Just just so fucking cool. Fight continues. And Ty remembers that uh, the fire-breathing monster was Greymon. Mm -hmm. Our Greymon? Uh, It's never really quite clear. It says in this episode that it's... Cormon says it wasn't him, Yeah, but...
1: He remembers him.
0: He remembers him, and also that's kind of retconned in the future, so it's not really quite clear. Ah. But this um, revelation from Ty, not Bergamon digivolving to, like, kick-your-ass mode. Yeah. But this revelation from Ty is what triggers
1: the fight song, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Hey, Digimon! <laughs> hey, Digimon. <laughs> yeah, fucking... Uh, Garudemon's so badass. Yeah. I, I love that design.
0: Um. So, yeah, Garudemon beats Mammothmon, and they all remember the... They saw the mystery of the episode that all eight of them saw two Digimon fight... Eight years ago, one of which was a a Graymon of of some variety, and that's why they are the Digi-Destined. And Ty mentions, okay. <laughs> oh my God! It's not. It's like g- <sighs> I've tried to avoid just saying it yeah. because it's never like a very deep mystery to begin with. Like, it doesn't really, like, hide the fact, and certainly, like, to the viewer, it seems, like, increasingly obvious. But even in the internal logic of the show, Ty mentions that's how Kari must have known who Coromon was, because they met all those years ago. Damn it! <laughs> you've so- you've you You solved the it problem. Out loud, yeah. You said it out loud. He <laughs> was like, the other kid must have been someone who who saw the fight, who lived in Heighton View Terrace all those years ago. <laughs> I wonder who he could be. Why? <laughs> like, you you could even have it where, like, we're Ty's like, Huh. I wonder, and then Ty goes home, and this won't happen, I'll just tell you now. Ty goes home next episode, and, because remember, his family was gone to his grandparents. Maybe they came and picked up Kari, and, like, Ty goes home, and they're not home, so Ty has to get to Kari before Myotismon can. Yeah. You know, like, there is a way you can still have, like, stakes in this, and them not be fucking idiots who can't piece this together that that they've they've literally solved the problem
1: they literally literally just said the answer out loud i don't know based on mr fujiyama's conduct i'm sure tai is repressing some memories so maybe it's not all one-to-one you know maybe it's not just a straight line and in, in tai's head i think there's just a little bit of tangled webs sure in there. but
0: between seven kids
1: <laughs> yeah you think one of them would have been like hang on
0: right Okay, we all have a little piece of this puzzle. The exact piece that is the entire
1: puzzle solved. Yeah, we're missing one Kari-shaped piece of <laughs> this puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! I wonder who the <laughs> I wonder who he is. <laughs> that's oh. wh- that's what we end. Oh, on. that's
0: that's it. It can't possibly be a woman. Right. Yeah. So, like, th- we've already got two women on the team <laughs> of eight. <laughs>
1: Statistically, it's unlikely at this point. <laughs> uh, so that's that's this episode.
0: Oh g- god. This might be the most just because of that, and I had forgotten that. Like I knew that they figured out, like, okay, this is like how we all became the Digi-Destined, but I'd forgotten the fact that Ty just literally says Kari remembers Coralmon from whenever we were whenever we met him when
1: we were kids. Yeah. Like I th- I don't know if it's him that says it out loud, but I think it maybe it's Izzy that says it out loud mm-hmm. that's like I think it's because we all saw the Digimon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's obviously she was there, so it's got to be her. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually. God um, damn
0: it. What are what are our quotes for this episode? Oh is a lot of really good one. Any uh, Joe
1: count? Uh, and Joe is up to 51, I believe. Um, I think he only had one little little instance, mm-hmm. one little slip. Um, but he has a go- he has a line on this. that's actually pretty good. Uh, First of all, we got Mimi saying, imagine getting your hair cut in that short amount of time. Yeah. Meaning like a few minutes um so i don't understand how mimi's haircut is taking that long i guess she gets like shampooed and all that stuff while she's she's uh, whatever um just a, th- the line read was probably the best part um uh look at those dirty little toys <laughs> mr fujiyama says to uh the gang upsetting um th- when they're on the bus uh mr fujiyama's interrogating them about their uh, di- uh, digi devices whatever mm-hmm. they're called yeah um And, uh, uh, he says, is that, are those, uh, one of those new toys you kids all love so much? And, and Joe says, no, it's one of the old ones we all hate. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. Um, Oh, Fujiyama also says... Uh, is like, you know, if uh, if Fujiyama was a was a, uh, 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 Digimon, his his uh, his attack would be homework beam, and then Fujiyama says, no, it'd be tickle ray or whatever, <laughs> and then just straight up tickles this child. <laughs> <laughs> in Which, full view, wh- <laughs> on okay. a moving bus. How much of that did he
0: overhear? Who knows? Because, like, yeah, you would think he'd be like, okay, first of all... Invasion of sp- invasion of space,
1: but also, what's a Digimon? Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, just piecing it together. I'd imagine it's like one of those Pokemon, right? But <laughs> digital. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, damn it.
0: Um, so Mammothmon, let's open up that Digimon analyzer. And Mammothmon,
1: uh, not a ton of personality. I just l- I. I love him specifically for the way he's introduced and for his, like, impact and how, like, out of fucking pocket he seems Mm -hmm. by just being a mammoth in, (laughs) like, a a city street in Japan. It just, yeah, it kind of rules. So I think he's, like, somewhere around the middle. Um, Because he doesn't have, like, personality, so we can't put him up there with, like, Adamon or Leomon or the really kick-ass ones. But he's also not just, like... Nothing the way like monochromon is or
0: um okay, let's see um
1: above or below Phrygimon uh is Phrygimon the the bear or the uh, the caveman uh the the bear the bear, the it, oh, below. below, below, our Bronx, our Bronx boy, yeah, yeah, definitely below. Uh,
0: what about Monsemon, the stuffed bear?
1: Ooh, shit. Um, I'd say below Monsemon too. Uh, Bak-a-mon? ghost. Mmm, uh, I'd put him above ba- Bak Okay, because I don't remember him like saying anything too crazy, or he had like he has some personality, but he's not like that lovable yeah it's just kind of gross it's fucking teeth (laughs) (laughs) uh and this episode i think based on how like much this it felt like somebody poured tonic water on my brain (laughs) um i'm going (laughs) ultimate on this one you're going okay (laughs) yeah
0: i see like it's got to be one or the
1: other. Like, yeah. I'm, t- I'm torn yeah, between right. lights. <laughs> you fucking idiots.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dragging it
1: down to a to a rookie. They're not just fucking killing it this episode, but it's like, I really enjoyed watching it because of how fucking yeah, off the wall everything was.
0: Yeah. And another thing. Okay, so here we got the first three OVAs stitched together as the Digimon movie, which was... The Digimon Adventure OVA, which is, like, that backstory that they're, like, going over here. Um, And then the second one where they fight Dioboromon on the internet. And then the third one, which happens about midway through the second season. In Japan, the first OVA, which was also called Digimon Adventure, was the first thing that came out. Like, it came out before this season did. Which is kind of interesting to me because it's like I, I wonder how this was framed. Obviously it's very clear um, in like the narrative and the plotting and everything that this mystery of the eighth child is in terms of the show on either, either side of the sub or dub. But I, I wonder how that worked with because this was our first time seeing flashbacks to that to that fight and to them being little kids. Yeah. But it's like for someone in Japan watching this episode for the first time it kind of probably had to be like frustrating to already know yeah. the answer that
1: the kids ar- arrive at. Maybe the dialogue was less confused on the kids' part. Yeah. You know, like Maybe their goals were a little bit more rational compared, you know, compared to what was known already. Because um, yeah, they are just. Uh, this is like, it's it's narrative pin the tail on the donkey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they spun the kids a little bit too much. But it's like
0: they're not even blindfolded; they just refuse to open their eyes. Like they can just walk up and pin the tail on. Whenever they want to. They
1: but They've had enough head trauma d- <laughs> so that they've forgotten what a donkey is and where uh, its tail is supposed to be. So, yeah,
0: that's that's this episode. And uh, we'll be back next week with episode 32, Gatoman Comes Calling.
1: Whoa, 32? 32. Wait, no, that's wrong. I was going to say it's 30, isn't it? Yeah, it's 30. My bad. Right Almost on. home free. Right on got ahead of myself. All good, hey. I mean, it's 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 in the air. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. Right. Did we uh
0: did we we did all the things? Oh. You did your things. We analyzed, we ranked. Yeah. We yelled at the children. We did. Yeah, I think we're good. Right on. All right. See you guys next week.